Hello there, I'm Kios Ronin Beatmaker, and on this episode of The Monday Mindset, we're going to be talking about freedom. What is freedom? In America, we speak of living in a free country, but are we really free? Are we free to be who we are? The answer is no, we are not free. Quote by Don Miguel. In America, depending on what reality you believe, will determine whether you're free or not. That is the beauty and the curse of the American dream. Because depending on the reality you see determines the American dream. They say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I say freedom is in the eye of the mind. Who are we to break free from the chains and place those very same chains upon others? Is that what it means to be free in America? Depends on which reality you choose to see. Who stops us from being free? With the past four years that America has faced, I feel this question is more prevalent now more than ever. Because as Americans, we claim that the government, big pharma, capitalism, corporations, fellow Americans, friends, family, the man, they are all the reasons or individuals that are preventing us from being free. In my opinion, that's a lazy excuse. That's the victim mentality. I say, you can be the hero or victim of your own story. Now, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by you can be the hero or victim of your own story? You know, if anyone who's listening, if you're one who enjoys fictional stories, movies, whatever, Um, Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey is quintessential in many ways. You know, it evolves over time um, as it, you know, as people take the core beliefs and the core tenets of the hero's journey and apply it to, you know, the evolution of our social and cultural um, entertainment. Um, And, you know, I always say that, you know, we're all on our hero's journey. Um, but you can choose to be the hero. You can choose to be the victim of the story. Um, and, you know, that same mentality applies to life. It applies to responsibilities. It applies to choices, who you are as a person. Because, you know, how many of us have or know people or struggling with kind of that, you know, playing the victim. Always, you know, we don't, you know, oftentimes we're not holding ourselves accountable for certain actions or situations that take place in our life. And we tend to blame that on other people by, you know, creating these excuses as to, why that person or situation is preventing us from, you know, moving up 
in you know the hierarchy of your you know of your job um getting opportunities whether it's you know whether you're in the art world or in the entertainment business um you know you tend to say oh well that person they took the job that i wanted or well you know i stayed late for work overtime for hours yet that person still gets the job you know that all that kind of you know victim blaming that you know they are doing something to you inadvertently that's taken away opportunities or um whatever it is for you in your life whatever's going on it doesn't have to be at work it can be with relationships um but you know you you when you continually continuously play the victim you're not you're not holding yourself accountable for any of the actions or words that you said or did that contributed to the failure or the fallout or the missed opportunity, whatever it is. And, you know, like I've always said, if you live life as a lesson learned, then you don't see yourself as a victim. You don't see any missed opportunity, any failure. You don't look at any of that as, oh, poor me. Um, you look at it as a lesson. What can I take away from this that can make me a better person, but also gives me a better chance? And that's what it means to be a hero. You, you know, you can look at any of your favorite heroes. It doesn't have to be a superhero. It can be a real person. It can be a historical figure. You know, it can be someone in the entertainment business. It doesn't matter. But you look at all those successful people you know, regardless of their, you know, personal choices and vices and, and whatnot, if you look at the the personal person that they are, the choices that they made, they chose to be the hero of their story, regardless of whether their success was built upon, you know, blood and pillaging and raping and conquering or extortion and espionage, corporate espionage, whatever, it doesn't matter. The, the, what the core I'm getting at is they chose to be the hero. And I'm not looking at them as, you know, don't misinterpret when I say hero as that they are good people. I'm using this as a metaphor. Um, and like I said, you can put any person in that metaphor. You can put your family, someone that you look up to, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that we have to look at ourselves the way that Alexander the Great looked at himself, you know, the way that Martin Luther King looked at himself, the way Malcolm X looked at himself, the way Maya Angelou looked at herself, the way Nina Simone looked at herself, <clears throat> you know, the way Socrates looked at himself, the way Galileo looked at himself, you know, a lot of these people that I bring up, they chose to be the hero of their story. And for some of them, it may have cost them their life. It may have cost them opportunities. Look at Ray Charles. He was banned from ever performing and stepping foot, I believe, in Georgia. I, you know, I could be wrong about certain parts, but think about that. Um... You know, that's something that a hero does, not a victim. And with the climate that we live in right now, 
you know, I see more of that, you know, more prevalent in social media and just the way people are living. They live with this victim mentality. And it's it's sad and disappointing to see how many people fall prey to it and bring down other people. Um, you know, I've experienced it in my own personal life. We've all experienced it. You know, we have, you know, you know, we have been the perpetrator and we have been the one who, you know, inflicts it on the, you know, the victim. We've all, you know, torturing my word right there. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, that victim mentality, it can spread and it has a, a, a ripple effect. And and I mean, when I mean by victim mentality, I mean by our choices, the 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 lack of accountability, the lack of self self awareness, the lack of growth, the lack of maturity, um, the lack of mindfulness, you know, the lack of discipline, you know, gratitude. Those that's what I mean. People who lack all of that consider themselves the victim. And you know, look at. <laughs> You know, it's it's fascinating, you know, the way, you know, you look at the recent insurrection that happened in our nation's capital. And it's fascinating to think about how so many of those people, so, so many of them considered, they, well, pretty much all of them, you know, considered themselves the victim of the story. And look what they were willing to accomplish to claim the hero of the story. You know, I see a lot of people downplay how serious and how scary last Wednesday was. June, January 6th. People don't seem to realize or think about the fact that, um, you know, if they succeeded, Trump would be the only one left in power. You see, what happened January 6th is a reflection of what the this country really feels about itself. And I mean, you can think about it this way. The victim mentality that the white supremacists have instilled upon themselves through the politics, through entertainment, through education, finances. And it's ironic to think about the fact that the very concept of our freedom only applies to a certain color of skin. And that certain color of skin considers itself the victim of this great country. You have to love the irony of that. Yet you look at the many heroes of civil rights, whether it's for black rights, gay rights, religious rights, they never claim themselves 
the victim. They knew they were already the heroes. Because the reality is that in America, the victim and the hero, it only applies to the color of your skin. And we need to keep in mind that right now we live in a time where had they succeeded, <laughs> had they succeeded, you would have been looking at a very, very different America. You know, history repeats itself, the remix. And that's what we could have had especially when it comes to our freedom as individuals. Do you think any of those people who stormed the Capitol believe in individual freedoms? No. No, they don't. Only when that individual freedom applies to their point of view, to their color of skin. But it's ironic that the very people who maintain that status quo were nearly killed by the very people who helped them maintain that status quo. <laughs> Freedom is a funny thing when politics and race get mixed together. And people are starting to realize that the very people who believe in the system that is in place is willing to kill them because they don't think they're doing a good enough job to keep that system in place. But we have to learn about this, especially when it comes to our freedom. Because we have to see what's going on in America as a reflection of how dangerous a hive victim mentality can be that is rooted within hate, racism, sexism. We have to think about that. Our democracy is at stake. What happened January 6th was not only an attack on American democracy, it was an attack on the American people of color. And whether or not you see that, that's your choice. And I think you know what I mean by that. Because the American people of color, we've known this for quite a while. We've known how dangerous freedom can be when it's one-sided. And that's the important thing about being the hero of your own of being the hero of your own story. You look at all the great heroes of our world. Their story is told from so many points of view, so many perspectives, so many influences. And you get a better grasp of who they are as a person. But when it's a victim, you only get one-sided stories, an egotistical story, a selfish story, a story where everyone's the enemy. And they're the hero. But it's funny in those stories, their actions and choices and decisions seem quite cool, cruel. And 
you begin to see the pattern. And that's the scary thing about living with a victim mentality is the pattern the pattern generates consequences that affect each and every person who is connected to that pattern. I mean, look, you know, I bring up what happened January 6th because, you know, every single one of those people that stormed the Capitol, they're going to be found, whether they think so or not. And think about the ripple effect. Those people for the rest of their lives and their families' lives, they're looked at traitors. They're considered insurrectionists. And that's that's the, the, the marvelous and ironic thing about being the victor. Because you know, you know, they say history is is written by the victor, but that victor is also the victim. I mean, you go into the history books and especially in American education, you know, how cruel were the indigenous Americans to the settlers? for everything that they did, the pillaging and the destruction, all we were trying to do is bring civilization. And it's, it's funny how they consider themselves the victims, yet they have the most blood on their hands. And that's no different than people who are in relationships and their significant other plays a victim all the time. You don't think that doesn't have psychological effect to the person you're with? That you're not, you know, racking up emotional, you know, bodies? You know, these little, you know, and, and that's something that we don't think about. It's how, you know, the, 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 um, the, the emotional and psychological effects that playing the victim has not only to you, but to everyone around you. You lose People lose trust in you, lose confidence. They don't feel secure around you. They don't feel emotionally safe. They may not even feel physically safe around you because maybe you're not, you might not be hurting them or, or anything like that, but they're physically just uncomfortable by the behavior that you are displaying. displaying. And... People who are the victim, they don't see it like that. They think, why is, oh, they're acting like that because they think they're better than me. Oh, they, 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 they're just judging me because they don't really understand. They don't get the problems. They don't see what I'm going through. All that nonsense. And, you know, if you don't want to acknowledge yourself, hold yourself accountable, then... You're just going to live life miserably in, in the hard way. And very soon, your circle is just going to be you talking to the walls, talking to the mirror. And eventually, your own reflection is going to be tired of your bullshit. But, you know, how long can you keep up being that way? And it's, it's incredible to see how many people around the world, how many people we, we know, I see, 
who, who live this victim mentality. And, and it's incredible how they're able to just leech off people and just keep this, this, you know, this charade going. And some people enable it. Because, you know, maybe you need them in your life. Maybe you're just creating excuses. Maybe they just beat you down emotionally through your insecurities. And that's the dangerous thing about people who play the victim. They're, they're dangerous people. They know how to, to, to manipulate you. They know how to, to, to use you against you. See the, the, the flags. See the red flags. They can be family members. They can be friends. It can be your significant other. It's not worth it. You know, depending on the circumstances that you are dealing with, you need to handle it accordingly, peacefully, respectfully, with integrity. Okay? That's the most important part. That is the most important part. Remember, be impeccable with your word and always do your best. Regardless of the situation is a painful one and you have to break it off with someone, family member, a loved one, a friend, because their mentality, their lack of accountability, their, their victimness, their victim mentality, their, that behavior, it's eating away at your integrity. It's eating away at your goals, your dreams, your ability to succeed, to move forward, to grow. You don't need that in yourself. You don't need that. You don't need people like that in your story. Sometimes that is a, a you know, a, a challenge to face. You know, and that's one of the, the, the journeys of the hero's journey, to the abyss. And sometimes being in the abyss means crawling out of that victim mentality, crawling out of that relationship. That is soaking you away. That's taking away from your story. That's preventing you from being the hero that you really are. Because they have manipulated and tricked you and convinced you that you're the villain. And that they're the victim and they are the hero at the same time. That's not how it works. When... <laughs> When Peter Parker's uncle died, he didn't become the hero and the victim. He became the hero. You become the hero and the victim. You, you, you begin to lose your moral compass. You begin to lose your integrity. <laughs> what was it that, uh, I don't know, you become the very thing you're trying to destroy. As Obi Wan once put it, and and that's and that's the the price of being the victim. You lose out on so much. You just it's a being the victim is a self sabotaging mentality and behavior because it's always oh woe me woe me this you always make it about you and you sabotage whatever's good whatever's happening whatever's fruitful. Whatever relationship, whatever whatever choices that you could make that could move forward, that could make things work out, that could, you know, make things balanced, that everyone feels trusted and growth and comfort. But you don't want that. 
you want it, but you want it on your terms. And even then, it's not good enough. Even then, you don't even really feel good. They don't feel good. And so then you convince yourself that it's still their fault and that they're the one that's hurting you. And it's disappointing because, you know, we grow up like this. Not all of us, but we've been there. And, you know, this is, this is what the, 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 the cost of freedom to, Live a life as a, as a victim. And 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 but why? Why do we have to feel that way? Why, as Americans, are we conditioned like that? You know, Don Miguel says, you know, we have memories of long ago, when we used to be free, and we loved being free. We have forgotten what freedom really means. You know, Donnie Miguel is right. <laughs> Yeah, we're on a nickname basis now. <laughs> you know, we have, in America, we have forgotten what freedom is. You know, we have become domesticated. Domesticated by the book of law and the systems that program us. Infecting us with viruses that generate fear, animosity, and insecurity towards oneself. Our fellow humans and the world that bounds and surrounds us. We become domesticated to the fear of the unknown and to the fear of freedom. They manipulated us to believe that freedom of expression will cost us the very freedom of our being. You know, Don Miguel says, we are no longer free because the judge the victim, the belief system, don't allow us to be who we really are. Once our minds have been programmed with all that garbage, we are no longer happy. I cannot say that better than my, I cannot say that better than myself. You know, and as I said earlier, you can be the hero of your own story or the victim. We have been domesticated to believe that the judge and the victim and the belief system are all one and the same. That is not the case. Each one is a code that is programmed into each and every one of us. We as conscious computers choose how each and every program shapes our conscious processing system. The three laws of robotics, the Ten Commandments, the Four Noble Truths, the Five Pillars. Will you be an enlightened one or a ghost in the machine? It is time to free yourself of the tyranny of the judge by, by changing the foundation of your own agreements. It is time to be free from the role of the victim. You know, as Don Miguel says, we've allowed the judge to rule our freedom of expression for far too long. For the judge claims itself the victim by perpetuating us as the tyrant, the self-saboteur of the saboteur. 
But as I said earlier, we must break free from the chains. Yet we must be mindful to never put those chains upon others or ourselves again. But that requires changing your mindset. The great Yoda says, you must unlearn what you have learned. How else are you going to build a foundation built upon the freedom of expression of who you are, the true self? If we look at our lives, we will see the most of the time we do things just to please others. Most of the time we do things just to please others. Just to be accepted by others rather than living our lives to please ourselves. Don Miguel. You know, each and every one of us can attest to this statement because we have all done this. So many of us continue to do so, oftentimes because we have been programmed to do so by social media, our cultural upbringings, religion, friends and family, our education system, because we would rather do things to please others, for we are afraid of the cost that comes with the freedom of expression. How cruel of them to use our own conscience against us. The loss of innocence, my ass. <laughs> I retain my innocence by maintaining my freedom of expression. Like I said in the past episode, the only person in the end who will truly be there for you, who will truly have your side, always and forever. And as my saying goes, the only person I'm trying to impress is myself. And that's what it means to please oneself. Be accepting oneself. The journey to get there is on your own accord and it's on your terms. Never forget that. Live life on your terms. And that's the beauty of freedom of expression. Living life on your terms. You know, we don't have to... You know, it's kind of like that um, classic Amy Winehouse song. I love Amy Winehouse. I wish she was still here. But she has this song and um, called Help Yourself. And the lyric goes, I can't help you if you can't help yourself. And, you know, I feel that that's something that we forget about helping ourselves because helping ourselves is key in, in being able to have freedom of expression you know we we you know we please other people because and we do what they want and we conform to society because we feel that that is helping us that it's aiding us that it's making us a better person. And, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, there are some things that will make you a better person, but you you can, you don't, you end up losing sight of who you are or you never get to experience who you could be. 
because you spend your days trying to please everyone else, to be like everyone else. <laughs> that classic film, a Thousand Clowns. It's more prevalent now than ever. <laughs> Think about the world that we live in now, whether you're on TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, just a thousand clowns clamoring on their phones, typing away, posting away, selfie away to be accepted by everyone else. I mean, how many of them are not even living their, their true self? They don't even look like them true self. I mean, I, I saw a photo of Kim Kardashian and they had a picture of her natural skin color and the spray on or makeup, non-washable nonsense she's putting on. And I'm like, yeah, you're white. Why are you like, it's fine. It's okay that you're white. You don't need to pretend to be black or Latino. It's okay. You're European. It's fine. I mean, it's like, look at, you know, it, it, whether, you know, cultural appropriation is, you know, it's a tr uh, tricky slope, but I think there's something more deeper within cultural appropriation or any of that kind of stuff is the, the they don't accept themselves. So they feel that by, I, it's like this weird, twisted way of pleasing others by, you know, looking like others, you know, it's kind of, it's ironic how much they, you know, degrade and put down, you know, black and Latino beauty, but at the same time and, and culture and style and, and music and grace, but at the same time, they can't wait to use it. They can't wait to make it look cool. Or, or or make it look black, but it's not black, you know, and I'm using that as an example, but there are so many examples of us doing things to make other people look good because we feel that it makes us look good. How often are we wearing clothing or talking or hanging around certain people because maybe the insecurities and the way we were brought up at home is telling us that we need to be around those types of people, but we don't even feel comfortable being around those types of people. Or maybe there's a, a you know, a person that we like or we're interested in or our, you know, our best friend who we grew up with, they are, you know, joining these groups of people that, you know, whether, you know, they're good people or not, doesn't matter. You don't feel comfortable being part of that group. You don't even feel accepted. And you're starting to notice that even your, your closest friend is starting to not accept you. And so then you, you don't want to lose that friendship. But then I ask, well, it doesn't seem like this is a, a, a healthy friendship to begin with. It's starting to turn into um, a, a, a victim relationship. And that's what what that's what's dangerous. You know how they will manipulate your freedom of expression through 
culture, through social media, through propaganda. And then you think, you know, you think you are expressing yourself as an individual when you're just another clown. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way towards, you know, professional clowns or anything. But, you know, if you've ever seen the movie A Thousand Clowns, <clears throat> you know, the main character, he he didn't want to be like everyone else. He didn't want to wear a suit. You know, he wanted to hang out at the park and just fly kites. Um, and, you know, we, how many of us, you know, just want to go to the park and fly kites to be ourselves. But we try to be ourselves and then everyone around us starts judging us. Why are they judging us? Because they've lost the will to fight for their freedom of expression. They have given up on being the hero of their story. So they play the victim by making you look like the villain for expressing yourself, for doing what makes you happy. And that's a system that's in place. It can be your friends, it can be your family, it can be your employers. You know, I will never forget, you know, I had an ex-girlfriend, you know, and she would tell me, and this was right around the time that I was, you know, like, man, I can do music. I really like this. I want to, I want to invest in this. I want to do this. Um, and I was looking to going to school for music and, you know, she was an artistic gal herself, but, you know, she always made excuses for why she couldn't pursue her art, why she couldn't do her art, why she couldn't go back to school, all these things. And I would call her out on it. Um, and so when I was kind of moving, getting to, you know, the the blocks were falling in place for me to really, you know, go to school for music. And, you know, she would start, you know, playing the victim and to the point where she would also kind of be very toxic and say things like, you know, oh, well, you're not going to be very good with music. You're not going to be very successful. You're not going to really make any music. Um, and she would say that to my face. And, you know, those kind of words, it's, you know, and the reason why, I, you know, I say that she's playing the victim because she's kind of making it seem as if, you know, you're not going to succeed because you're leaving me behind. And, you know, she's like a casualty of me pursuing my freedom of expression. How many people claim themselves as a casualty of your freedom of expression? Of you just trying to be yourself. And and what do we often do then? We, we, we feel like we're the villain. And so then we try to be the hero by maintaining that relationship, doing what they want us to do, not fulfilling our freedom of expression. And fortunately, I was strong enough at that time to get out of that toxic relationship. Somewhere along the line, I forgot that lesson, though. <laughs> another story for another time. But, you know, we need to be aware that we are not free in order to be free. 
We need to be aware of what the problem is in order to solve the problem. You know, I love this quote by Don Miguel. You know, to understand that we are not free in order to be free, we must let go of what we can't control. So often we spend most of our lives trying to control every aspect of every moment of every word and every choice that binds us and the world together. And that is one of the weeds that prevents us from blooming into the freedom of oneself. Since we cannot control how the world and others will react, we simply conform to control what we could never control to begin with. That is how they keep the chains upon you. That is how they domesticate you. This is how they convince you that you are not free. This has nothing to do with control of your body. It has nothing to do with controlling politics or society or culture. This has to do with controlling one's mind. For the control of one's mind can lead to the control of the masses. Control of one's ability to express themselves. For the conscious individual becomes a programmed conscious thought. They lose their individuality and conform to the programming. Whether their programming has coding from racism, elitism, extremism, sexism, persecution, or exploitation. To be aware that we are not free to be free, you must be aware of what the problem is. To solve the problem, one must do a deep dive into oneself. Uncover the coding within your conscious processing system and pull upon the weeds within your garden. Bring freedom to your conscious expression that blooms no matter the seasonal expression, no matter the chains they hold against you, no matter the fear they try to instill in you, no matter the programming. For the root of all problem, for the root of all problems stem from one's mindset. If we are not aware your mind is full of wounds. If you're not aware your mind is full of wounds and emotional poison, you cannot begin to clean and heal and the wound will continue to suffer. This is beautiful by Don Miguel. It's an absolutely beautiful statement. Because, you know, how can you be free if you haven't even fully healed? Those wounds can run deep and the infection spreads. The poison can become everlasting. You can break free from this cycle. You can break free from the chains. You can break free from the fever. Reclaim your body. Reclaim your mind. But you must be willing to endure the healing process. You must be willing and determined to embrace the pain that comes through the healing process. We all, we all must reboot the conscious processing system. As Rumi says, wash yourself of yourself. Don Miguel says you can look for a way to heal and transform your personal dream. The dream of the planet. It's just a dream. To me, that is a, that is a beautiful and fulfilling expression 
and quote. You know, you can find the freedom of expression, the ability to alter the dream as manifestation is in synchronicity with time. Time is an illusion to those who have mastery over the art of living. And mastery over the art of living is mastery over oneself. Being a warrior of light, the hero of one story, the dream of the planet is a reflection with the dream of one's eye. Which reality do you choose to see? Which dream do you choose to see? We seem to forget that we are the dream just as much as we live and breathe the dream. Through freedom of expression, we transform our personal dream, our personal legend. That's how we achieve true freedom. That's how we change the world. Because we are a part of the world. We are a part of the universe. We are made up of the universe. And we all have the ability to alter and change its course from a microscopic change to world changing. We all have that ability. We're all capable of it. But you need to be willing to express yourself. You must be willing to heal and transform the dream, your personal legend. You must be willing to evolve your, evolve your body, your spirit, your consciousness. Become more healthier spiritually, physically. Be stronger, taller than the shadows. Look upon your demon. See it filled with all the nonsense, all the insecurities. And, and watch yourself look into the eye of your demon and embrace the unknown. Because you're not afraid of what's behind you. You're not afraid of what's in front of you. Because you're here and now. You're in the moment. And that is what true freedom of expression is. Being in the moment. Living your life on your terms. Not in the terms of the future or the past. Not in the eyes of someone else but in yours. You're the only person that matters. Your freedom is, only, is all that matters. And the freedom that you prescribe to yourself, it will spread. Other people will want to take that same medication. They will see how much you bloom, how much you grow, how much you expand how large your garden becomes. And they see themselves and they want to become a gardener. They want to pull away the weeds and bloom true and free. Through freedom of expression, we transform our personal dream, our personal legend. That's how we achieve true freedom. That's how we change the world. Remember that. Because as Don Miguel says, that is why it is important for you to master your own dream. That is why 
the Toltecs became dream masters. Your life is a manifestation of the dream. You see, within the life that you manifest in the dream, you will find your freedom. You will find what it means to be alive. But freedom is only for those who are willing to be the hero of their own story. To live, through li- to live life through eyes unclouded by hate. For our freedom is McDub. It's up to oneself to determine the outcome of one's freedom. For the outcome of one's freedom is a representation of one's expression. Your expression is your life. And through the dream, the manifestation can be actualized. You can be the myth that is written in the truth of legends. The freedom of expression that leads by example, a call to action to your fellow humans who battle resistance, to retain, reframe, and reprogram their conscious processing system, to express the freedom within the mind's eye, to live one's life as the universe desires to be. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Monday Mindset. To learn more about myself and how you can support The Monday Mindset, head over to my Patreon page at Ronin Art and Music. That's Ronin Art and Music. If you're listening to this on your preferred streaming service, please make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, leave a comment and review. Slap that notification bell. On iTunes, please make sure to subscribe rate the podcast, and leave a review, as this will help me and the podcast grow. Stay positive, stay focused, stay true, and much love.